Welcome to the Balance and Blossom podcast. Your host, Meg, uses her knowledge and experience with mental health, yoga, and meditation to support you in balancing your life. Through vulnerable, candid conversations, join Meg each week to discuss all topics related to mind, body, and soul with special guest episodes to dive deep and learn more. It's time to balance and blossom into the most authentic version of you. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Megan. What is up, my beautiful babies? What is going on? How are you doing? I am back again with another episode. For those of you who don't know me, I am Megan from Balancing Meg, and you're listening to the Balance and Blossom podcast, where we talk all things personal development, self-love, self-compassion, spirituality, all that good stuff. And ooh, I am so excited for today's episode. And I'm also met with some resistance to some hesitation. This is very out of the box, I guess, for myself, or I guess out of the box isn't the right word. It's very out of my comfort zone to speak my truth. It is something I have been working through lately and realizing I can no longer hide my truth. And so that's why we're here. That's why I created this podcast. And we're going to get into all things sobriety. If you are sober curious, if you are sober, if you are questioning your relationship with alcohol, if you're not questioning your relationship with alcohol and you're just curious to hear what I have to say, then hello, welcome. Everyone is welcome here. There is no judgments, no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter where you're at in your relationship with alcohol. There is no judgments. This is simply for me to share my story, for me to talk about the things that I went through, the transformations that I've seen, and talk about living more in alignment and listening to your intuition. And then also I will offer some journal prompts so you can reflect on your relationship with alcohol and yeah, let's get right into it. I have been met with some hesitation about this, as I said, and really my main purpose for sharing this information, for sharing my truth is Because back before I got sober, I would have really benefited from hearing someone that I knew or someone that I followed on social media, someone that I knew from my hometown that had gone through this journey, someone that was sober and talked about it. If I had that, it would have supported me tremendously. And this isn't a pity party, but this is for me to now be that person that I needed back then for everyone else and for whoever else is on this same path. This is for you. Um, Yeah. So let's go back in time a little bit and talk about my journey with alcohol and 
We'll touch a little bit on my journey with marijuana. If you listened to the anxiety episode, though, you would have already heard my story, so I'm not going to fully recap that. Okay, let's just go back in time. So I used to... I guess I'll say this because I literally just had a conversation before this about putting up with shit that you don't deserve when you're drinking. So I had the typical... I had the typical experience that most high school kids do. You start drinking, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then after high school, continued drinking, continued to binge drink every Friday, Saturday, because that's what everyone did in university. And then I continued to do that out of university as well. And every Friday, Saturday, it was the same thing, meeting up with the same people, hanging out with the same crowd, drinking the same drinks, talking about the same stuff. Um, And although there was many great memories... I knew that that lifestyle was not aligned with me. I knew deep down that I craved something more. I knew deep down that I craved deeper connection. And I also put up with a lot of shit that I I didn't want to put up with. A lot of shit that I should have never had to have put up with while in those years. And I find that alcohol really... um, keeps us in the same place, even if we know it's not the right place for us. I find, or well, I found that I could hear my intuition and I would get those little nudges and those little pings. And then I would block it all out with alcohol. And that led to me having to learn some hard lessons and me having to go through some painful moments And I know that now it's all part of my story. It's all part of my journey. So it's one of the points that I wanted to make about alcohol is that we don't realize how much we suppress our inner wisdom and our intuition when we are drinking. So sometimes we will see the truth for what it is right in front of our eyes and we will ignore it. And we won't want to open it up. And so we suppress it with alcohol. And it's one of the lessons that I am seeing clearly now and also witnessing in other people's lives. So fast forward to last year, I... Uh, I never had like a rock bottom moment to get me to the point of sobriety and the point of choosing a lifestyle without alcohol. And that's okay. Not everybody's journey, everybody's story or everybody's recovery needs to have a rock bottom moment. Just because you choose to step away from alcohol does not mean you have to have a rock bottom moment. And my moment of realization was really around Christmas and New Year's Eve. I spent my entire Christmas holiday bawling my eyes out about systemic racism and systemic oppression, things that were out of my control within my day-to-day job. And I had a vision of how my Christmas would be with my loved ones and it did not go that way. And now when I look back, of course, I feel sad for that version of me that wanted something, but ultimately was met with a reality that was totally different. And on New Year's Eve, again, same thing. It's always a big disappointment. I woke up in the morning and felt shame for 
the choices that I was making because I knew they were so out of alignment with who I wanted to be, but I didn't have the strength to really step into who I wanted to be just yet until that next week when I decided this is no longer aligned with the version of me that I want to be. The person that I want to be does not binge drink alcohol every Friday and Saturday night and feel like shit on Sunday and have anxiety. So yeah, my moments of realization and awareness were around that time and I made the decision to step away and really question what was my relationship with alcohol because from what I could see, it was no longer providing any sense of fun or relief or joy joy or fulfillment. It was really just causing a lot of shame and anxiety and suppression and avoiding. And I knew deep down that that was not meant for me. I knew deep down that I no longer wanted to live in those emotions and experience those things. So I made the choice to step away. And throughout these last nine months, I have learned so many lessons. Um, yeah, I, I think with sobriety, we often, this is probably the, the point in the podcast where you're wondering how much I drank so that you can compare how much you drink to how much I drink. And that's often what we do when we hear about people going sober is we assume that they probably were drinking a wild amount of alcohol. They were probably drinking it on weeknights and they were probably sneaking it around and lying and doing awful things. And that's not always the case for someone's sobriety journey and someone's alcohol journey. Um, I think I definitely, I know I definitely hid behind the fact that I worked in the mental health field and I worked with a lot of clients who had a diagnosis of addiction and substance use disorder. And I, told myself that my drinking was not a problem or that alcohol was not an issue because my life didn't look like my clients' lives and I was still able to function in society and I was still able to get on with my day-to-day and be a productive citizen. And I want to just say that we often use that comparison to make ourselves feel like we are in the category of a quote-unquote normal drinker. And that's always how I've viewed addiction and alcohol consumption and substance use, marijuana use. That's always how I viewed it as either you can tolerate it or you can't tolerate it. Either you are a normal drinker or a normal drug user or you're an addict. It's either one or the other. And I think that that way of thinking and that black or white thinking is a big issue and it is a societal issue. And so I've really stepped away from that narrative and that 
viewpoint of looking at substances. I've learned a lot about substances throughout my life, uh, just being in school, studying them. I have had people around me with a full-on addiction and I have learned a lot about it. And I think that when we have that view on people and that label of either you can tolerate poison or you can't tolerate poison is very detrimental to our society and very detrimental to people's mental health and their well-being. I will say that my truth is there is no human body that can tolerate poison because that is essentially what alcohol is. And you don't have to agree with that and that's okay. So let's get into more of the things that I was experiencing, which a lot of it was the anxiety. And I didn't talk about this in my anxiety episode. I left it specifically out. But if we were to go back into the anxiety podcast episode, if you haven't listened, go listen. The biggest change that I have made to help navigate and lessen my anxiety is cutting out alcohol. Hands down, it has been the biggest thing. And I know in the podcast, I said so has meditation and so has stopping smoking marijuana. And honestly, if I could say they're all number one, they are. I think in conjunction, they have all supported me in like feeling like I do not experience anxiety like nine times out of 10, like I don't experience it. There's of course situations where it does come up and I am experiencing the inner critic and the anxious voice and those feelings are absolutely coming through. I don't think that they will ever like go away. I really view it on a spectrum. I don't think, again, I really don't view it as either you have anxiety or you don't. I think that we can fall anywhere on the spectrum of experiencing it or not experiencing it. And going sober has helped it tremendously. I used to wake up and feel so anxious on Sundays and I I hated that feeling. That feeling, I'm sorry, is like so awful. <laughs> it is the worst feeling in the entire world. Um, and so going sober has been an incredible feeling. It's been an incredible thing to do. I love being sober. Not only have I been able to live a life that is almost completely anxiety-free, I finally know myself. I can finally be with myself completely. I was absolutely using alcohol as a way to run the opposite direction of myself, to run as far away from my emotions, to run as far away from my trauma as I could. I didn't want to have to think about the pain or the heartache or the trauma that I've experienced. And so I numbed myself every weekend. And by taking it out of the equation, 
I can finally make peace with myself. And I can finally love myself. I can finally love to spend time with myself and not want to run the other direction. My world has been opened up by so much more possibilities and so so much more opportunity, so much more connection and love. Like truthfully, I the minute that I have started to own my sobriety because I've hid it for the last six months, and the more that I have owned my sobriety and spoken about it, the more opportunities, the more people, the more amazing connection and love that I have experienced is out of this world. Like I am so grateful for it. Um, I really longed for a deep sense of connection and I feel like I was always looking for that outside of myself and I realize now that that deep sense of connection that I'm looking for is within me and the more that I experience it and cultivate it within myself, the more I'll feel it in my external world, in my physical reality. So this week or last week, I had the opportunity to be a guest speaker in a six-week sobriety program run by this new dear friend that I have met. She's incredible. Her name is Nicole and she's from Oracle City. I will link her program down below. And I had the opportunity to come on and talk with four beautiful women about my own sobriety journey and the experiences that I have had and the challenges that I've had and the opportunities that I've had. And they had the opportunity to ask me some questions about it. I wanted to share some of the questions that they asked me as well as some of the questions that you all asked me on Instagram. The first question was, I guess, how did I know that it was time to give up alcohol? And I kind of touched on this already earlier saying that it wasn't a rock bottom moment. It was just a realization and a waking up to the truth that I was no longer in alignment or I was not living in alignment with what was my ideal life. I have a vision and I have a dream of how I want my life to unfold. And I was not living in alignment with that. And I woke up to that realization and I said, no more. Why am I going to continue to put myself in situations and have experiences and do things that are completely unaligned with who I am at the core and the life that I want to live? So that was essentially how I got started. And the next question is, how do I navigate boredom? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I don't really get bored. And I think that that is my ability to always stay kind of busy. I feel like I'm someone who has stayed busy in the past to avoid big emotions or to avoid my trauma or to avoid really being with myself. And of course, I have 
slowly unlearned that and stepped away from that way of being, I've learned to really accept myself and honor myself and appreciate and love myself. I no longer fear that. So I no longer fill my schedule with things to just do just for the sake of it. Like I am completely fine to sit and like just stare at the sky and not get bored or like just go on a walk around the block and make it fun and exciting. I feel like I just, I don't get bored and I always have something to do, whether it's painting or reading a book or just cuddling my cat or listening to music or just getting on my yoga mat and like dancing or stretching, whatever it is. I just always find something to do. I am learning to, I'm learning to also just follow my desires of what I want to do. And sometimes that looks like just watching Netflix for an hour or two at night. Like I saw a little note written on the side of a bridge in the city here. I was walking a couple of months ago and it said, only boring people get bored. And that like struck a chord in me. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. If you, (laughs) if you really find yourself getting bored all of the time, maybe it's an opportunity to tap into your creativity. And I'll say that as well, that throughout my sobriety journey, I have really learned to come back to creativity. And like, whether that's just through creating a a graphic on Canva for my business, or whether that's creating a program or creating a poem or just like stream of consciousness journaling, creating any sort of movement or rhythm. Like I have felt my creativity just spark throughout this sobriety. So whenever you are feeling bored, it's a chance to become very creative with what you want to do and how you want to spend your time. So I hope that makes sense, that answer. Um, The next question I had was, how do I navigate loneliness? Full disclosure, I have always felt this like deep wound of loneliness. I have always felt like people don't understand me and like I'm never truly seen. And again, I have realized and I've come to the knowing that it is because I have the belief that I'm not worthy of sharing what I go through. I'm not worthy of expressing my pain or my heartache. And so I keep it all inside and I assume that others don't care to know. And so if they don't know, they can't support me. And if they don't know, they can't see me or understand me. And so I haven't given the people in my life the opportunity to truly see me or understand me because I've hid parts of myself for so long even from my own self, I've hid. And 
I'm really challenging myself to be authentic, which means expressing my truth and saying things for how they really are and not always putting on a mask or not always putting on a front and pretending like everything is fine because nobody is ever going to understand me if I don't ever open up. So although I have had that, (laughs) that was like the deeper side of the loneliness I have actually felt quite supported in my decision to stop drinking. A lot of my close friends and my family, yes, I think my brother has teased me a little bit, but I know it's with good faith. He absolutely supports me. So does the rest of my family. So do my friends. And although they might not make the same life choices, that's okay. And although they might not understand completely why I'm sober or why I've made this choice, I know that they all support me and they all still love me. And yes, it's definitely been hard to see friends go out or like go socialize or go to the bar or drink, but it's also been COVID. So it hasn't been happening a lot. And I'm also so much of a homebody and an introvert at the same time. I really do like my alone time. I really do like my own space and my own energy. I find that is when I am like the most energized is really when I'm only in my own energy because I also am an empath. If if you're new here, which (laughs) I'm sure you're not, you saw my other episode, I am an empath as well. So I take on a lot of people's energy. So I do prefer to hang out on my own sometimes. Doesn't mean I don't like socializing, but I haven't felt the feelings of loneliness or isolation too badly from this sobriety journey. And I know that that can be um, a big challenge for a lot of people. And that kind of leads into the next question, which is how did your friends react? Um, I think a lot of my friends just kind of said, okay, I didn't have any bad reactions. I did have one bad reaction that was, Um, it wasn't a friend, but it was the person had said, well, why would you want to do that? (laughs) And I, of course, just met it with some compassion and said, you know, it's just not aligned. I was, I, yeah, it's, it wasn't aligned with my life. I was realizing that and I, I made the choice. So I haven't been met with too much judgment Um, or criticism to my knowledge, who knows what people say behind my back, but if, if they have something to say, then that's on them. I think a lot of people, uh, can respect the decision to not drink, especially when it comes down to your own well-being and for your own peace of mind. When people can see that you're a better version of yourself when you're not drinking, then, yeah, they're probably going to support you and say, say good things about you not drinking. So the next question, I have really been trying to go more towards sobriety. How did you do the transition? So again, I already kind of touched on this earlier, but I have found that doing it through the pandemic has been somewhat easier because, well, that everything's been closed. There hasn't been like, it. it, it isn't normal life. So 
I guess this also ties into something, this isn't a question, but something that my best friend and roommate had said to me the other day was, I wonder how long it would have taken you to go down this path if it wasn't for COVID. And I had said, yeah, you know, that's actually a really good question because I think the route that I was going down before COVID was very much a path of numbing and avoiding and partying and making dumb decisions, hooking up with dumb boys that I didn't actually like, waking up with shame, waking up with anxiety, not following my purpose, not following my passion, not feeling in alignment with my life. And COVID really gave me the opportunity to like slow down. Also my relationship that I got into gave me the opportunity to slow down and trust myself that it was safe to unravel into my truest nature. I was very much putting on like a front and putting on like this tough girl act back before COVID because I had just left a six and a half year relationship. So I was very much on that high of like realizing, oh yeah, I actually am really worthy. I actually am really beautiful. I actually can do like whatever I want. I have, I had that strength and that empowerment. And it also led to me not wanting to get hurt again, of course. So I had this tough girl act and it came with a lot of partying and drinking. And um, I think, think it would have taken me a lot longer to find sobriety and find this path if it wasn't for the lockdown and if it wasn't for everything being shut down. But also it would have taken me a lot longer as well if it wasn't for my relationship that I was in. Um, Having that safety and that security really allowed me to unravel into my truest nature. And a lot of people who knew me a long time ago, like have known that I've always been this way and have always like seen this deep within me. It's just been like buried. So for those of you who are like just new to me um, or have only known me in the last couple of years, like the people who have known me from many, many years ago um, have always kind of seen this within me. So for them, it's not that big of a change. It's not that big of like a difference. Um, so I think it would have taken a lot longer for me to find sobriety if it wasn't for the lockdown. And so I am absolutely grateful because it has sped up my healing and my transformation and my growth like so much. Um, okay. And then another question I got was what physical and mental effects did you experience? I think you meant, um, what physical and mental effects did I experience? Like, what was the difference? Um, well, of course, like drinking comes with the bloating and the digestion issues and, um, the inflammation, the puffiness, um, the swollenness within the body, like the swollenness within the face, um, feeling just like crap. Like your body feels like you got hit by a dump truck. Like, I don't know how, how else do you describe the physical effects of like when you're drinking? Uh, so there's of course like a lot of that. And then, um, I've already touched kind of on the mental effects as well. And then, so getting away from alcohol, stepping away from that means that I have experienced clearer skin. I've experienced, uh, weight loss. Like I'm no longer bloated or puffy or swollen. Um, I've lost 
I think I've lost some weight. I don't know. I don't, I don't weigh myself um, at all. I never have. I weigh myself maybe once every two years. Um, so where am I going with this? Um, I have lost some weight. Yes. My skin is clearer. I don't feel like I got hit by a Mack truck, like a fucking dump truck every Sunday. I feel incredible in my body, to be honest. Like, so the effects, um, like the before and after, yeah, is like not feeling like shit, um, losing weight, having clearer skin, not feeling puffy or swollen or like heavy, um, feeling really just like strong in my body. I think this is like one of the strongest I've ever been. And that's because of my yoga practice as well. Um, but yeah, one of like the best physical transformations or physical effects of like being sober is, is not feeling yeah, tired. I get feeling tired and feeling like you literally got run over by a truck is number one for me. Um, the mental stuff would be of course the emotions. So, well, one, I had to learn how to actually manage my emotions first and, and actually process them instead of avoiding them and numbing them. Um, so there's that, uh, the peace of mind, the inner peace, that inner stillness, that connection with myself, the, um, the clarity that I feel mentally. And I already said the creativity, I mentioned that earlier and the energy and the passion, maybe that's just because I'm following my passion and my purpose right now. I'm, I'm really on that. Um, but like the actual energy that I have every day feels incredible, especially Mondays. Mondays are like my favorite day of the week. (laughs) Not to brag. Anyways, I feel a lot better physically and mentally. This was a jumbled answer. So I apologize. There's just been a lot of benefits physically and mentally. Um, Yeah. The biggest, the biggest things that I've noticed is this clarity, this sense of inner peace, and this confidence that I have. It's magical. Honestly, it's such a good feeling. It's way better than being drunk. I can tell you, I can tell you that for free. It's way better feeling than being drunk. Um, because I know that that is a lot of the reasons why people drink. That is, That was the reason why I drank, because it gave you that sense of like, oh, I'm confident. Oh, I'm free. Oh, I'm wild. And I let down my inhibitions and I feel sexy and like it takes the edge off and, um, it lets me relax. It lets me wind down. And I have found a way to do that without the alcohol and it's 10 times more potent and it is there all of the time. It doesn't go away and it's not met with the negative effects of like a hangover and the crash after being drunk. So that's what I'll say on that. Um, Those are all the questions. So let me get into some journal prompts for you. Take out your journal or your phone, your notepad, because these are some things I want to want you to reflect on. If anything I have said has resonated in this episode, if anything has like struck a chord in your heart, if anything has like touched on a nerve, I want you to reflect on these questions.
what role does alcohol play in your life? How often do you wake up feeling comforted and refreshed from drinking? Do you turn to alcohol when you feel a big emotion, when things get stressful, or when you're overwhelmed? Do you justify how much alcohol you consume? Do you feel pressured to consume a certain amount to keep others around you happy? Do you feel like you can't hear your intuition or like you ignore your inner wisdom or those intuitive feelings that come through? Do you truly love drinking and does it make you feel deeply fulfilled? So take some time to consider those prompts and those questions, journal on them, see what comes up. Know that I am here for you. And the last thing is, do you feel triggered? Is there anything that I said throughout this episode that made you feel triggered? Because I spoke about this on my Instagram. Your triggers are your teachers. They are there to let you know that there's something within you that needs to be addressed. So if you found any of this triggering, then I'll invite you to explore that and do some self-inquiry. Okay, I feel like I still have so much more to say. I... Definitely know there are more questions out there to be asked. I know I have more things to shed some light on, more concepts to discuss, more ways of navigating the sobriety journey, especially with learning how to have fun and learning how to find that creativity and not be bored all of the time um, and not feel isolated. So I feel like I still have a lot left to say. I only skimmed the surface and I would love to hear your questions because I think that that helps put it into perspective. I will also mention the book that supported me tremendously is called Quit Like a Woman, The Radical Choice to Not Drink in a Culture Obsessed with Alcohol, I believe is the title by Holly Whitaker. And that book is honestly incredible. It talks a lot about um, the societal pressure. It talks a lot about big pharma and um, big tobacco and all of this social, economic, and just, yeah, all of the society stuff. It talks a lot about that aspect, but also talks about her journey of quitting and it goes through a lot. So that book was extremely helpful. I highly recommend it. And yeah, if you have any other questions, please feel free to send me them on Instagram. There are no silly questions. I will leave a link down below for anonymous questions. I feel like people get nervous to ask. So I'll leave an anonymous question link down below. You can literally send me anything. I will probably do a second episode once I re-listen to everything that I said. I feel like I have still so much ground that I could cover. Anyways, we'll leave it at that. Remember that I'm not here to hold any judgments on where anybody is at in their 
relationship with alcohol. I said that from the beginning. This is simply just my truth. This is my journey. This is my story. I'm here to shed some light on what I've gone through and the transformations that I've experienced. And I'm also here to let those of you who this resonated with know that I am here to support and I'm here to guide you through this journey because I know how scary and overwhelming it can be. And I hope that you can find the strength to live a life that is truly in alignment with what you desire. If anything I've said resonates, then let me know. Share this episode with anyone who might benefit from hearing it. And... I will talk to you in the next episode. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day, your week, and we'll talk to you soon. I love you. Bye.